Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're about to get jumped. Yep. You didn't do it this time. I totally forgot. For the 100th episode, I, you didn't do it. I got distracted because you seemed really angry about how you were Spencer, and it made me angry about how I'm Blake. <laughs> Hey everybody, uh, we uh, are releasing this special episode while we are hanging out in Cheyenne, Wyoming right now actually at Blake's together. Place. Yes, actually together. Uh, so instead of the normal intro and outro, you're just going to be getting uh, uh, us two idiots hanging out on a couch. Um, so yeah. Two idiots hanging out on a couch should have been the name of this fucking <laughs> show. We've made a grave mistake. Um, also, like, why we should just be like, hey, he's Spencer and he's Blake. New thing for the next two years or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we were recording this after going to Anime Central for this weekend. It was really fantastic. We interviewed a uh, bunch of really great voiceover artists. Um, and the other thing that we had a chance to do was uh, be part of a press junket and a fucking movie premiere, which is just... Unreal. We got to do so much cool stuff as part of the press at this event. It was honestly such a privilege, such an exciting thing. Like it was just there. It, there was all kinds of different. You know, we got to do a couple of interviews at the last con, and this one we got to do interviews all, but also a couple other like industry things, and we got to sort of experience other aspects of being the press that we hadn't got to do yet. And it was just really cool. Also, yeah. that movie was really good. Yeah. So the movie that we went and saw, you should be able to stream it now, I believe. Uh, but it's the Made in the Abyss movie that just came Wandering out. Twilight, Wandering Twilight. Wandering Twilight, yeah. Um, and it is... Uh, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but it's upsetting. <laughs> Here's the thing. Made in Abyss is a series where there's a giant fucking chasm in the earth. And the deeper down you go... The harder it is to come back, it does terrible things to your body, and also the chasm is full of monsters. And so, of course, there are tons of people who go down into it to explore, and some of those people, our protagonists, are these two adorable kids. <laughs> so it's a story about two adorable kids going into a hellish murder world. Not, yeah. the, not Marvel's murder world. But right. <laughs> kind of similar, but also wildly different. Oh, yeah. It's more of a savage land, if you will. and. Yeah. So this is what a continuation from the first season of the the show. It is not the conclusion of the story by any means. Oh yeah, for and sure. And man, so that if you can't tell from the description of the show, the whole tone of the show is like foreboding and then terrible things happen. Yeah, so if you thought to yourself while watching like The Promised Neverland like I didn't get to see enough terrible things happen to children, Don't well, worry. you should watch Made in the Abyss because it's about to be worse. And yeah, this movie carries that tradition. So that's kind of the tone. There's some tough stuff to watch in this movie and it's very dark and very emotional. If that's your thing and you are not on the Made in Abyss train yet, Highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll get on and on our podcast. Who the fuck knows? Also... Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> also, like, before we began uh, watching the movie, one of the guys that was, like, there for the event, he was like, be ready for much cries. Be ready for cries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which should be the title of this and then every subsequent episode. <laughs> yeah. And they, like, they like handed out, uh, like, little packets of tissues beforehand with like the made in the abyss logo yeah. on the front of them which is just hilarious there were tears yeah. i don't think i cried but i definitely got choked up and i could hear people around me crying yeah 
and it's really affecting. I I think I didn't cry because I was a little too horrified. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, other things that happened at the con, uh, we did a press junket. um, So cool. Which which is is sort of an unreal, not an unreal, but like a surreal Mr. Bean movie, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a show called Bean Bandit, um, and. Blake was just like, how many bean dad jokes could I make at this con? <laughs> it was really unhinged for me. So, But the the press jacket was amazing. It was the creator of the series, the mangaka himself. We also had uh, one of his, I think, animation directors. Yep. Uh, or lead animator, which mm-hmm. maybe is the same. I don't know enough about the industry to know. But yeah. And then we also had the composer. And it was awesome. The The lead animator and the mangaka were Japanese and spoke primarily in Japanese. So you will hear their interview through the lens of an interpreter who mm-hmm. was a really good interpreter. Yeah, he was I, great. Like, I wanted to go and compliment him at the end because I was like, oh, you were so good at this. It was so he, seamless. He also had like good comedic timing. Yes, he did. And it's also very weird to hear um, like a joke being told in Japanese and then like a time delay for the interpreter to make uh-huh. the joke. And then it hit with the audience. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know how weird that would be as somebody like. (laughs) I kind of was. So I definitely picked up on that. And I kind of watched them while we were doing it. And you could see that they were like, the punchline is coming up. And then we would laugh and they were like, yes, it worked. (laughs) It was great. Uh, It was so funny. And the the composer is actually an American. And so. Uh, his answers are not translated and he was kind of a funny guy and so his answers are really fun he has like an interesting way of speaking that I liked a lot and it was just great it's also a press junket so you'll hear other people from other outlets asking questions and so that's kind of cool because you know I mean sometimes we will get focused on one thing and I think it was nice to have other people there that had their own sort of goals and ideas of what they wanted to find out. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really diverse interview that kind of goes all over the place. And so you get a lot of stuff and it was like an hour, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was a full hour um, that we were able to sit in the room and have like this conversation with them. And it was one of those moments where you're like, you could just keep on going with this and we can keep on talking to these. It was great. Yeah. They, it's, it's really interesting too watching somebody that is just a master of their craft like giving a lecture in there and you're like, "Oh, you could just just glean information from this person yeah. indefinitely and not run out of things to talk to this person about because yeah. I, there were so many times where he would start talking and at the end of it they would start interpreting it and Blake tur- would like turn to me and he would be like, "That is a great answer <laughs> yeah you might be able to hear i was trying to be real quiet but this mic is sensitive so you might yeah. be able to hear me saying shit but it was just this it was fascinating i mean spencer and i i think are both very much like interested in the creative process um so being able to see a manga creator who's been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. talk about that process and have people that translate that work into animation um it was just it was really a joy. Also, side note, I'm really tired. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so if I sound a little out of it, you're correct. <laughs> so the other thing that happened uh, was we... Well, I, I flew from Portland to Denver, and then we drove from Denver to Chicago. And if you're thinking so, to yourself, that's not far, you're wrong, far. and yes. screw you. 
It's so number one, it's 14 hours, which is far. And if you fight us on that, you are wrong and you have unrealistic expectations. <laughs> but second, it's also through nothingness the whole time. Yeah. Like it is almost exclusively open space and farms, which is really cool. For a short period of time and really boring for the rest of the time. Also, uh, we found out that uh, if you were wondering where the monsters from Stranger Things came from and also mm-hmm. lightning demons, yeah, we found it is Iowa. Yeah. Um, so, like, while we were driving through Iowa, there was just, like, this crazy, crazy lightning storm that started happening. And we were like, okay, we can keep on pressing through it. And then it began to hail. And we were like, maybe we should stop. Yeah. <laughs> So also what we've learned, and I guess we kind of knew this about each other, but we definitely talked about it a lot on the trip, was that uh, Spencer is really good at falling asleep very quickly. He can pretty much sleep comfortably anywhere. God, what is my cat doing? <laughs> he can pretty much sleep comfortably. Oh, God. He can sleep comfortably anywhere, and he is able to get a good night's rest, and he really only needs six hours. I need like eight, eight and a half hours, and I have trouble falling asleep, and I'm kind of restless, especially when I'm out of my routine. Uh, My cat is trying to murder. I'm probably going to put her up in a second. Anyway, (laughs) the point is I'm super tired. I lost sleep the night before I went to get Spencer because I was excited, and then I had trouble sleeping the rest of the trip. And then last night, I guess yesterday into last night, we drove from Chicago. So our last Nala, Jesus Our last interview was, um, let's see, it was, it ended about 1.30. We were able to get out of there. Mm -hmm. And then we weren't able to even get out of, like, the Chicago area for, like, another hour or more. Yeah. And then we decided to do the entire, like, almost 14-hour drive at once to get back to Cheyenne rather than stopping like we had done on the way down. And we got back at, uh... Like 4.30 or so. 4.45, I think. And local time, which that was, it was like almost 6 a.m. in the time zone that we had been in over the weekend. So, and then, you know, got very little sleep. And I was, of course, really restless when we got home, probably from all the caffeine I'd been using to stay alive. (laughs) And so I am out of it. Uh, Anyway. That being said, I feel great. (laughs) Spencer's doing fine. So fuck you. Uh, and so also we got to do a lot of really cool interviews and I want to talk about them high level since you'll actually be able to listen to them. And I don't know how much spoilery stuff we want to have about who we interviewed. I guess if you're on our Instagram page, you know who we interviewed for real. But, uh, I also want to do a shout out to Eric at the con who was sort of coordinating us as parts of the press Mm -hmm. and helping us schedule and get to the interviews and stuff like that and so i don't know if you're listening but thank you for all your work eric we really appreciate it and uh and the rest of the rest of the press crew that was there they they were really helpful in making sure that we can get where we needed to go and we just Uh, appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk to these awesome people and it was really great Uh, a quick rundown of the big names that we ended up uh being able to talk to um we got to talk to crispin freeman eric vale Brittany karabowski and christopher Y camp, I think that's how it's pronounced. I think or so. Way camp, um, but uh, they are all uh, really great voiceover actors. Yeah. Uh, we went into depth with each one of them about who they played. Yeah. Um, so if you so wanted got... to get like a good breakdown of that, uh, really quick, uh, the the biggest names from each one. Uh, Brittany For Karabowski. Us. Yeah, Brittany Karabowski was our one that we uh, guffawed we, over the most. Geeking. Yeah, I, I we honestly really 
hard. I did not. I don't think personally I gave a very good interview because I was so distracted by being starstruck by her. And also she was just super nice. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of – she was nice to the point where it was a little disarming. And that is absolutely a compliment, but I think it, you know, as somewhat inexperienced interviewer, it definitely affected the content for yeah. me that time. If if you don't know who she is, uh, the two big things that you will probably know her from, um, one is Pride from Full Metal Alchemist, and the other one is Blackstar from Soul Eater. Which we and, have opinions about. Yeah, we are huge fans of this, so it was it was amazing. Blake is going to uh, wrangle his cat right now. I will go over the other people that we interviewed. Uh, so uh, the next one is going to be Crispin Freeman. Uh, you know him as either Alucard from Helsing or Itachi from Naruto. Um, we interviewed... Uh, Eric Vale, um, who plays Trunks in DBZ, Sanji from One Piece, and Yuki from Fruits Basket. And then our last interview uh, of the weekend was uh, Christopher Waycamp, um, and you know him as Eraserhead from My Hero Academia. Um, <laughs> Son of he a put bitch. away the cat, and the dog just like started crying. He can see me, and so he's upset that he can't be with us. Yeah. But he will play, so we can't let him out. <laughs> So this is like the, the the animalist episode so yeah. far. <laughs> the animalist. What is it? Like the mentalist, but for animals. Yeah. Charlie. God. Okay, so that those interviews were awesome. But we also, if you were paying attention during our KomoriCon coverage, we also tried to do other interviews. And those are video interviews. Mm-hmm. And they're going to show up on our YouTube channel. They're not going to be released in audio-only format. Yeah. Like what we usually do. And so uh, we got a couple of good ones. Yeah, so we were able to do interviews not only with uh, a game creator that makes really, really cool um, anime-specific games, but we also it's, uh, Japan um, anime games, I believe. It yeah. Was. The other thing that we got to do, and I think that this should be done more at these cons, um, some of these artists instead of the artist alley do astounding work. Really, all of them do. Yeah. But we picked some that really just spoke to us. Yeah. And that were a little unique. A lot of it's fan art, and you know, I'm saying that sounding like I'm kind of talking down about it, and I'm not. I love fan art, mm-hmm. but some of them did stuff that wasn't. Uh, fan art or was a little bit more abstract and so we tended to pick those guys out yeah we got some really good stuff yeah and i i think that that should be should be said especially at these cons some of these some of these people that come down are either uh people that have worked inside the industry doing artwork or these are people that are going to be like these these might be some prints and names of people that you should know in the future um and i i I will hold Blake is gone to uh, deal with his dog again. It is the most animalist episode. Um, but I will hold that these people are some of the most talented uh, people that we got to meet at the con. Um, and you should definitely check out their work. And uh, we are going to be releasing an episode on each one. Uh, I know last time I had done like a, uh, a compilation of all of the different stuff that happened in a single video. I realized that YouTube has very short attention spans when most people are watching. 
thing. Um, so uh, I'm going to be releasing them as shorter segments this time. Yeah. Um, and also cutting our originally Kumari Khan uh, coverage into little smaller segments so that we can play up those people as well. Because if you haven't watched that video, um, you definitely should because they're really fantastic too. Yeah. And it gives you, for the Kumori Khan, I, I remember specifically there was an RPG game. Mm-hmm. So if you are into tabletop role playing, they have an anime version of that. And we interviewed the creator about it. Yeah. And that's awesome because we want to promote that kind of stuff in this community. But also, you, if you are a fan of that kind of thing, probably are interested, at least in checking it out. So you can find that information on those videos, and we've got more of those coming for you. So if you're really into awesome artwork, the coverage from this con is going to be great. But we also talked to a board game company. And if you are into Robotech specifically, you're really not going to want to miss the board game coverage. Yeah. Um, other than that, the, the con was just super fun. Yeah. Um, got we, lots of good cosplay pictures. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, the one that it stands out as, as my favorite still of the entire time is just somebody did a oversized, like, gigantic, what is it, sound wave? Um, oh, yeah. w- like a giant transformer inside of the con. And I'm just like, I, I'm in awe sometimes of how much like time, effort, and yeah. like, uh, craftsmanship go into some of these different, uh, different, uh, costumes that they come in. And some are just like, crazy unique the guy that did the like character select screen i think that was my favorite marvel versus capcom it's so smart (laughs) so we've got a lot of those that it's going to be up on our instagram and as a reminder that is hashtag cosblake c-o-s-b-l-a-k-e yeah so find that shit if you look for that hashtag it's probably just us so you'll see komoricon coverage but the Anime Central coverage is coming really soon. Probably by the time you hear this, you'll already be able to find it. So look for that hashtag and check out some awesome cosplay. Yeah. We also, not everybody had an Instagram, but if they do, they will be tagged in the picture. So definitely make sure to check them out and give them some love too. Yeah. And the the stable thing that we've said, like, you know, I've probably said it 40 times on the show, but we always ask for permission when taking photos with these different cosplayers. Um, I, I will say that this is one of the cons I went, to where I saw many people taking photos of many other people without the other people having any idea that it was happening. Yeah. Um, and it's it, it's something that really bothers me at cons. If if you're socially awkward and you, you have trouble talking to people, I, I mean, that's that stinks. Um, but at the same time, like these people don't give you the right to take their photos unless you ask for it. So if you ever see us post photos with any of these people, we ask for express permission yeah. to take the photo and to post it on Instagram before we took the photo. We so also, please talk to them. We got permission from everyone we asked. Yeah. But you should still ask because there are some people there who want to dress up and who don't want to have their picture taken. And that is fine. You don't, you don't, you know, ship your ability to choose whether or not a stranger can take your picture just because you dressed up. And so make sure that it's just a point of respect. People should respect other people and their wishes as much as they can. And this is one of those times. And so make sure that you do that. I guess we'll stop beating you over the head with this for now, but it's going to happen again the next time a con comes up, so just strap in. Yeah. Um, With all of that being said, we'll kind of shift into the other part of this, which is that as this is our fucking hundredth episode of... 
Blake and Spitzer get jumped. Uh, Wild. We, we have been doing this for almost two years now. Um, we have had some really, really great conversations with fans. Uh, we are starting to get supported. Um, we have done a total of three cons so far. Uh, well, two cons as a we, one con as just a me. Um, I went and just did a, uh, a little panel uh, for a, a small con that is in Oregon. That was actually really fun, too. Um, but I, I will say that I appreciate everybody that has made our little community grow and become stronger. I know that I, I've talked to uh, a couple of different people online that um, they're like, I'm listening to the show and I'm going to get a couple of my friends to listen to the show, too. That's awesome. And that is... Uh, I don't, as somebody that's a content creator that's doing something that is not making them, like, we're we're not making a profit off the show. We're doing it because we yeah. love it. We it, This show has actually been costing us money yeah. up until recently. We, we record more, more, hour, uh, more minutes of content than we have available for free. Mm-hmm. So we have to pay to release the show every month. We are, I think, now at a Patreon level where we are breaking even on that. So yeah. that's great. Um and, you know, when we do things like conventions, that comes out of our own pockets. Thankfully, yeah. as the press, we're able to get into the convention for free. But everything else around being there, getting there, feeding ourselves, that all comes out of our pockets, even though, you know, we're doing it for the show. And and it's it's also like, I don't know, man. I, I When we went and got to do just like a couple of pieces of like press interviews at KamariCon, and we were like just so happy to be there as possibly, you know, like we're going to get to talk to like two people and it's going to be fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, come in for like six different interviews. Yes. Some of them are these huge named voice actors as well as like just other um, like industry and con people. We, oh, I mean, yeah. they're all six interviews were great. And like, we were most excited about the voice actors, but the non-voice actor interviews are just as cool and just as fun and just as exciting in their mm. own ways. And you get to learn about other elements of the industry or Japanese culture. Yeah. And, and you get to meet a dog at one point. Yes. In and, the room, a samurai, a dog. <laughs> and in this time, this time we, our interviews were almost exclusively voice actors, mm-hmm. but they were st- uh, more big names. Each one of them has played at least one character that I love and know. And it was really exciting. And they were all so nice and gave really good interviews. Even when I was too starstruck to ask them good questions, they still managed to get through it and give us good content. It was great. And these are going to be so much fun for you guys to listen to. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, it's 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 really wild to like think about us sitting inside of like your Chicago apartment right before yeah. I was about to move to Portland and just like recording that first episode yeah. of the show. Well, I know for me, I loved the idea of doing a podcast because I definitely have that performative streak in me. And I know, you know, you do as well. Cause we're both, we both, you know, went to school for theater and we've done it for a long part of our lives. And so there's something about, making something that other people enjoy that's really rewarding and satisfying for both of us and i well we both had become big fans of different podcasts and we're listening to them and i'm like man i would love to do a podcast someday and then i fell in love with this podcast called jay and miles explain the x-men where they read x-men comics and talk about what happens in them and they proceed a little bit further down the story 
every week. And as they got further and further, there are more and more X-Men books. So now they're jumping between the books every week and giving you a little bit of the story, but you only touch this team every month or so. And that might sound familiar to you because we based our show completely off of their show. Now, it's obviously a little bit different because the content's received and available in different ways, but uh, it it's formatted after that. And the other motivation was that Spencer and I are best friends, and we have been for a while, and he was moving away, and I am not the kind of person who's very good at keeping in touch with people, and I wanted that not to happen because I had left – when I graduated from college, I moved away from where we lived in the same city and then we didn't keep up with each other very much and it was pretty much always Spencer being like hey how's it going let's talk about this or that and I was like I don't want to do that again and I I thought like oh, if we do a weekly podcast that's a really good excuse to like hang out with my friend every week <laughs> so if you want to make a podcast you should do it because all you really need is a zoom microphone and a sound wizard <laughs> Yeah, we do have the sound wizard. Also, we listened to, I don't know, I think we talked about this on the show before, but we're going to talk about it again here because it's worth mentioning. Rashad English is our sound wizard. He listens to every episode. He edits them. He makes them sound good. He is fucking awesome, and we really appreciate him and everything that he does for us. And then we kind of called on him to release, to, to make a statement on an episode a couple ago. It was our most recent uh, Naruto episode, Naruto episode yeah. the episode titled Tsunade is Dewey Cox, Yeah, uh, episode 83 or so. Yeah, it's like the last 30 seconds at the very end. If and you don't just... listen to the end credits, you have missed out on that episode. It is very worth it. It was just like when it played in the car, I was just like smiling and staring at Blake, and he was just like, What is this? It was so incredible. I knew there was something there. I knew it was going to be good, but it is way better and funnier and cleverer than I expected. Yeah. It's awesome. So please check that out. Mm-hmm. If you already checked it out, check it out again. Fuck it. It's really fucking funny, and it's just. It's just great that we're able to work with this guy and that he's he's taking such good care of us. And then yeah. it was just such a reward for him to just jump in at the end of that episode and say something. Yes. It was so great. I, yeah. Just the sparkling sounds. Oh, he's like, sound <laughs> So, yeah, this has been kind of a crazy ride. Uh, we've gotten to do some really cool stuff this last year mm-hmm. i feel like you know we've done two years now and the podcast kind of leveled up this year like we we did conventions where we didn't do that the first year we started to break up our content a little bit with that footage so you're getting a little bit more industry stuff in with your storytelling podcast mm-hmm. um we loved jojo's bizarre adventure for an episode <laughs> It's like been three. A, it's been we a while. We liked it for like three episodes. One of our episodes. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the other thing too uh, that I, I wanted to mention as we're talking about this is that the the other thing that we've really found a, a love for inside of uh, doing podcasting is just the community uh, of other podcasters that are out there that are putting out content. 
you shouldn't sleep on any of those uh, crossover episodes that we do. Yeah. Every single one of our different crossover episodes that we've had a chance to do with these other podcasters that are doing um, either about anime or specifically, like, you know, we've we've done one with uh, Super Effective, which is mostly about uh, the Pokemon game. Um, but, you know, I think he... I think he and other people on the show delve into other things that are happening it, in the Pokemon universe It's all too. things Pokemon, yeah. but in the universe of Pokemon, the game is sort of the central pillar, and as such, so so it is with the podcast. Yeah, and so it's it's one of those things where it's just like, we've gotten to meet these people, and uh, I, I think that it is, it is a good rule of thumb to, like, realize that as long as you're a nice person and you ask genuinely and are good to people, um, most of the time they're going to accept you into their community and you can, you can really feel like the love with these people where it's just like, Hey, you love this thing that I love to do. It's that con feeling. Yeah. Like when you go to a con and you're just like walking up to people and you're like, Hey, can I take a, like take a photo with you or something like that? And then they start talking to you and maybe you like talk about like your, your anime and stuff. And you're like, you have that baseline of like, we like sort of the same thing and we can talk for at least this amount of time on this thing and not feel awkward. And I think that that's just like a, it's, it's a real joy for some people that are maybe a little bit more socially awkward than others. Yeah. Um, And so they get to just be like, go out into the world and be their like, you know, true weird selves with other people that feel the same way. It's the same thing. It's just, like, it makes me think of the Pride Parade as, like, a gay guy where you're just, this is a day where we're celebrating who we are and everybody that's here is celebrating it. Whether or not they identify as a member of the LGBT community or if they just support it, it's really, like, you feel very safe and very welcomed and you're all there for a central purpose. In the same way, going to an anime convention, you you have broken the barrier of do we like the same thing because you know the answer is yes mm. maybe you don't like the same anime and yeah you know you can discuss that maybe you have different levels of interest in japanese culture or whatever it is um or video games there's a lot of stuff at conventions um but you have this baseline of interest that you like anime enough that you're here and so the first barrier to entry on a conversation and a connection has already been cleared for you. It's a great place to go. I know that not everybody can afford it and that not everybody feels socially comfortable enough to be in a crowded space like that. Mm-hmm. And if that's you, that's okay. There are other ways to find your community. Um, there's always online forums and local groups and stuff like that. Yeah, and if but, you want to live vicariously through us, please do. Yeah. Like, you know, we we go to these cons so that you can meet some of these amazing people that we're getting to meet as well. Yeah. And we're, we're trying to ask them honest questions and let these people talk about what they want to talk about most of the time. Yeah. Like, we, we don't try to lead the conversation because I, I don't think people want to ask answer the same hundred questions over and over again. Yeah, you'll hear a lot of the times our interviews start off with who are you who do you play maybe favorite roles most challenging moments or whatever but usually by that point in the interview we've got some sort of thing some sort of seed that they've thrown out that's like this is the angle that we're going to pursue with this person and now let's have a conversation and just get to know you Mm -hmm. in the context of whatever this specific thing we're talking about is Mm -hmm. so like i think this time we got when we spoke with crispin he has a huge interest in mythology 
And he went off on this long discussion about mythology and how it relates to American and Japanese comic characters. It was fascinating. Yeah. And it's totally unique compared to the interviews that we did here and at KumoriCon. Everybody had something new or different to say. Even if they were talking about similar things, they had different perspectives on it. And we talked about them in different ways. And that's awesome. So, yeah, if you're able to join us sort of mentally live vicariously with us through it, that that would be great. We would love that. Yeah. And if you're able to get to a con, if you can afford it, if you feel comfortable going to those spaces, it's so recommended, especially if you haven't been. It's a really, really fun, magical experience because you're just surrounded by this crush of people who are all there for the love of the same thing you're there for. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like I am in a safe space where I can just let my hair down. I don't have to be guarded about whether or not this person's going to think I'm weird for liking anime. I can just like it. And I can dress up in a costume if I want to. And I can buy, you know, cool merch that you can't find anywhere else. And I don't have to hide it or be embarrassed that I'm carrying around this anime thing because I know a lot of people out there are kind of dicks about what people like and anime I think often gets the short end of the stick on that and at a convention you don't have to and it's great. So definitely if you've got a convention near you or if you have a destination city that has a convention and you can get to it, highly recommended. And if we're there, we'll give you a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> We handed out so many stickers on the first day, and like Blake was like, you have to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good number, but we were just really churning through them, and uh, you know, it was like I wanted to hand out more, but I also didn't want to run out and then need them later. Yeah. Uh, so I think we walked that line pretty well. Yeah. Uh, we also wore our new shirts to the convention, which was great, mm -hmm. um, and if you are interested in that, you can also have a shirt and look like us. Um, by going to our store. So uh, the link to that is on our blog, which is, um, is it Blogspot first or is it Blogspot second? It's good jumped on Blogspot.com. I know yeah. things. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I would throw out here is that like we, we really want to put another sincere thank you to um, everybody who's been listening and everybody who's been talking to us. Um, we are uh, really happy to have you as part of our little community. Um, and uh, yeah. if, if you want this community to continue to grow and uh, we want that too, um, it's, it's not just uh, about supporting, like feel free if you, if you have the ability or the means to feel free, if you want to support the show and help us grow um, on Patreon or something like that, that's fine. Yeah. But if you can't do that, um, if, if you want to just like tell a friend, to, yeah. like, you Look, know, other people that are in this thing and like, you know, if if you want them to be a part of it, and we want them to be a part of it, and uh, it, we would we would be happy to have them, for, even if they just listen to a single episode, right? And uh, see what they or they if you think only listen to the Naruto episodes, as many people seem to do, which yeah. is great. <laughs> you know, it's just like we talk a lot on the show about like Patreon support, wanting you to support us on Patreon. We talk a lot about talking to us on social media. Um, we talk a lot about sharing it with your friends, yeah. but like, even if the only thing you're doing is listening to the show, you don't have to talk to anybody about it. You don't have to give us money on Patreon. You don't have to post about it. You don't have to talk to us online because you listening to the show is support. We can see 
the numbers for people who have listened to the show and downloaded the episodes. And we love to see those numbers because it, it lets us know that what we're doing is reaching people and hopefully, presumably, giving those people a fun experience. Yeah. If that's the minimum support is just listening to the show, that's great. And we really appreciate it. And if you're able to do any of those other things, that just really adds to the community um you know patreon support lets us it gives us a little bit more liquidity to do cool stuff and give Mm -hmm. you more content sharing it gives us a wider audience which lets us reach other people and talking to us allows us to engage with you guys and enjoy a conversation on the subjects that we're covering and as you've probably noticed when you talk to us it usually makes it back into the episode so it becomes a talking point a conversation point that we get to share with the rest of our listenership Mm -hmm. that might not be on social media yeah and we'll give you a little shout out too yeah absolutely and like that being said one of our i know we've mentioned it a couple of times throughout different episodes um but like one of our core beliefs as uh the production company that we we started um is that we want to promote other people um as not just ourselves it's artists telling uh, helping other artists at the same time so like we are putting out content but like all of these other people we are just going to glow about them so we are if you if you sent me a piece of fan art or if you sent me something that was just like hey i made this drawing or hey i made this episode of this podcast I'm doing it for the first time and you send me the episode I will fucking promote it I don't give a shit if you're somebody that like has listened to our show and you want help with that like I'm not above uh, like putting stuff out for you yeah and that's one of the things where i'm like i i really think that other people should support other people inside this community yeah and when you're up you should pull other people up with you yeah because success is not a zero-sum game we can all help each other get to a level of success together Mm -hmm. and when you have that ability when you have a listenership like we do which is not a like massive listenership but it has consistently grown and the numbers are really exciting Mm -hmm. and we are so so thrilled about how many people we're able to reach and like we have that platform so if you're starting out we would love to share that platform with you Mm -hmm. and when we do things like crossover episodes that lets us cross-pollinate people on their show might not know about us but the same thing might be true about you guys listening to our show Mm -hmm. and so hopefully they get some new fans and hopefully we get some new fans because we're you know sharing the love Mm -hmm. and when we go to conventions and we talk to these artists or these creators that these people often can get lost in the void of a convention and so hopefully by highlighting their work you'll be able to look at that youtube video and be like oh that that art is really cool and now i know what to google to find them or i got saw a shot of their information so i can look up their instagram Mm -hmm. and then you can support those artists too yeah yeah um with that being said we are um we are just gonna wrap up here in just a second but before we do um the while we were at the con, speaking of shout outs, one uh, a, a fantastic person on Twitter who we just, don't know. We don't we do not know this person or if they if they're using a pseudonym or something on Twitter, I don't know who you are. But uh, Brady Johnson, thank you so much for the shout out. Um, we did not expect it. 
Um, we and we were kind of in the middle of Con High, and then that just really put a cherry on top of that. Yeah, and it was just like, oh my gosh, it's just a person out of nowhere um, giving a shout out for the show, and we just so you know, if you're listening to this because it sounds like you listen to the show, um, thank you for doing that. Yeah, we really and, appreciate it. Uh, we, you know, we want to keep on reaching out to people. We want to keep on making the show, and we will continue making it until. Uh, we get the red light to stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm turning 30 next month, so I'm probably going to die at that point. And so that's going to be, so you got another four episodes in. Yeah. That is just like the worst joke you mm-hmm. told me. He was like, he was like, by the way, I, uh, I'm getting a little bit older, but once you turn 30, that is the, the one, two, dr- one true gay death. Yes. So you after like, that, it's all pass away. It's over. So, uh, RIP me. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah, so, God, this has just been great, and it's going to keep being great. Uh, feeling real jazzed about the con and really excited about... Oh, yeah, we met um, we met the person from KomoriCon while we were there, too. Oh, yeah, well, one of the people from KomoriCon. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, we... That that's awesome as well. Like seeing those people, and they they like are are re- remember who we are. Number one, um, we had uh, applied for the the Colorado uh, Anime Festival um, that we didn't get to go to that con, um, unfortunately because of a little bit of a, like a snafu with life things. Um, but uh, it's probably gonna be true for KomoriCon again. <laughs> Next year, not as much of a snafu, but just uh, big things are happening. Some life things, yeah. yeah. Um, but getting to see those people and them remembering us and us remembering them is just like a... It was I, a joyful reunion among friends. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a, a family sort of thing, like niching, like niching the family together. Yeah. It's a, stitching the family together. Just like X-Men, it's found family. And that's what makes Khan so great, too, is you feel like you're at a place where you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, you said X Men, and I, I I wanted to look over Love at X-Men Legendary so and We're start play playing the it. Fuck out of Legendary. <laughs> I think I lied to you earlier when I said I was going to take a nap, though. So you have to wait. <laughs> Anyways, um, we will uh, catch up with you uh, later. Um, I hope you enjoy all the con content we're putting out, and thank you for listening through our kind of gushy episode. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.